Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Rad Podcast. I am producer Brandon from the Rob Anybody and Don Show. Ah, oh, feels good to be back. Are you well rested? I feel well rested. I do. Uh, it was it was a, a long two weeks, mm-hmm. long two weeks away, but it does feel good to be back. In fact, <laughs> I, I rushed back into the studio as soon as we got back in the weekend before. Uh, we go back on the air to record this because I wanted to get everything out fresh and as, as it was still on top of my mind before I got too bogged down with with work and all of that. Um, do you want to cough real quick? I do. Okay. I'm so sorry. Okay, that's all right. That's why I'm we have fancy re- equipment here. I'm trying to rehydrate. I know. It feels like we didn't drink enough water. As much time as we spent in the water, it felt like we should be <laughs> way more hydrated than we are. Right? I know that I didn't drink. I was so bad, but I didn't drink anything on Friday. Was it Friday night when we were traveling back? I realized that I had... Like you didn't drink one thing? Not one thing of, like, there was no water, there was no iced tea, there was no soda, nothing. I didn't drink anything from the moment we got to, like, the airport to, like, we got home, which was roughly... I think I hadn't had enough water in, like, 28 hours. Like, it was so bad. My Like, my lips were all shriveled up. And I was like, I should just feel right. So I'm just, like, extra phlegmy. Yeah, we looked like raisins by the, end of the, uh, <laughs> my, by the end of the trip. My hands were all shriveled up. They're actually looking better now. That's good. Yeah, so we, uh, the, the we, as I'm, I'm talking about Haley here. My, Hello. My wife was joining me on the podcast again this week because I thought that it would be a good idea to just recap what we've been up to the last two weeks since, uh, well, we've been basically radio silent. We've only posted a few pictures on 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 Facebook and Instagram, kind mm-hmm. of de- detailing what we've done. We celebrated our third wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary again. Happy anniversary. We had a delicious dinner at, uh, what was the place called again? Meridia. Meridia, Meridia at the uh, Westin Hapuna, which mm-hmm. is the little resort we were staying at. It was gorgeous. Little? Gorgeous <laughs> resort. Huge. And we we, <clears throat> we uh, don't really stay at resorts or anything fancy, and I don't think we will again. Uh, that banging in the background that's Opie. That's I mean, Opie. Let me go take her bone yeah. away from her. <laughs> She's playing with her bone in the studio. Being a good girl. Either a bone or a ball. It's I think it's ball. the tennis ball. Anyway, so we don't really get to go on these fancy vacations, really. And we kind of splurged on ourselves a little bit because we decided this will be the first time we could take a full two weeks. So why don't we make the best of it? Why don't we try out one of these resorts that's all in, basically wasn't all inclusive, but it had a lot of really nice features, including just the, the vast uh, build of the of the resort. It was, it it was, was set so up huge. like on a hill above, um, it's called Hapuna Bay. It was the easiest beach to get to, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But what was really nice about it was it was uh, rated to be a really good snorkeling beach as well. And this was on the Big Island. I, I yeah. don't think I've mentioned that, but we've spent our first week on the Big Island Yeah, of we were just above Kona. Yeah. It was our yeah. first time there, and mm-hmm. we didn't realize um, until we were really there how separated all the, yeah. the main areas are, the main towns in on the island. So it would be at least 45-minute drive just to any other part of the island yeah. once you get to that next milestone. Um, <clears throat> but it was beautiful. And our first reaction was, this This feels like Nevada. This it feels was weird, like yeah. It was high desert. Exactly. Um, you know, with the mountains. But then you look to the right, there's all the mountains in the desert area. 
and you can see Mauna Kea and uh, the other Mauna Loa. Mauna Loa. Both basically, you're you're driving in between those most of the time when you're on the island. Yeah, if you want to go, especially like they're always on your you, you know one side of the car, and then you look on the other side, and there's <laughs> the big old Pacific Ocean. With, it was so blue. It was gorgeous. It was and, gorgeous. Um, we actually ended up um, really enjoying ourselves on the on the Big Island, mm-hmm. but we've noticed that out of all four of the main islands that we've visited so far now, because we've done the whole circuit. Yep. The second week we stayed in Maui and each and every island has its own personality. Way different, totally different personality. You would think that they would have some, there are some similarities when it comes to, you know, the local people, the the food, there's some similarities there. The fauna and flora, there's a lot of similarities, but there's also some differences but it, 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 even even with the fauna and flora, you know, uh, uh, you still felt like you were in Hawaii. Fondness. Each yeah. one had that fond feeling of being yeah. in Hawaii. But the personality in general, just the feeling, the vibe that you oh, get, yeah. as soon as you walk out of the airport, was completely different every single time. Like Kauai and Maui are polar opposites. Right. And we're, Polar we're, we're, opposites. Kauai is, is they say they're on Hawaiian time, which is just basically everybody's in a slow aloha mood where they're just, just moseying around at their own pace. And that's, that's a great feeling to have when you're there. But when you get back to the, get to back to a place like Maui, where it's the complete opposite, yeah. everybody's kind of a little bit more aggressive, yeah. a, lot, a lot more pushy, at least on the roads, mm-hmm. but in the main areas. And I think a lot of that, just has to do with the 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 vast more amount of people and, yeah. and how how uh, how much more tight knit it is mm-hmm. in all the major towns or I guess you could say cities on Maui right on Maui it is it's, it's like um, they're like full cities almost it was a lot it it reminded me more of Oahu and Honolulu mm-hmm. than it did of Kauai or the Big Island for sure even Hilo was very subdued compared to Maui. Yeah. You know, anywhere on Maui. Because we were in Lahaina on Maui, which is right on the uh, Kanapali coast. So it was um, mega resorts, big mega resorts. And huge differences in um, the quality of resort. There wasn't really like a middle ground. So we went from staying at this posh resort to getting to Maui thinking we were somewhere in between, you know. <clears throat> we didn't even have AC. <laughs> yeah, the, our second part oh. of the trip was a little bit more. Um, it wasn't as challenging. Posh. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as posh as our first week, and it was a little bit of a culture shock as soon as we mm-hmm. went from this nice resort that did towel service and you know oh, had, yeah. had a nice restaurant inside. They had an adult swimming pool and a regular swimming pool, so Which, you know it, it's nice that the swimming pool is there, but the ocean yeah. is also right there right. at our back door, but so we can spend all our time. Let's talk about the ocean and what okay. happened. Okay, let's talk about the ocean. The king tide. Oh yes, the southern swell. We heard plenty about. While we were there. So uh, at about three o'clock in the afternoon, the ocean's a no-go. So we were pretty happy to have that swimming pool, mister. That's true. In the afternoons, in the evenings, when it was when the, the swells were coming up, there, there really wasn't any safe beach to snorkel at where we wanted to go anyway. Yeah. Um, and so we were happy to spend all that time yeah. at the pool. We're at, I mean, we, you said they'd walk around with free smoothies and just hand us stuff and... It was nice. They just walked by. How are you doing? Can we get you anything? Is everything okay? <laughs> well, we often neglected because yes. everything was so 
fucking expensive. It was minimum. Everything. The minimum for one watered down cocktail was fifteen dollars. And it wasn't the tall cocktail no, either. That it was, was the a small little cup. tumbler. And yeah, it was fifteen bucks $15. per cocktail. Which, you know, the first thing we did when we were there, we was like we were like, let's buy my tie. Let's just do the stereotypical <laughs> thing and sit next to the beach. Yeah. And we did. We enjoyed our but it was thirty plus tip. Yep. Later, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to keep doing that yeah. multiple times a day. So we actually, we hardly drank until probably later on in the week during our, uh, uh, getting closer to our anniversary yeah. celebrations. We got some wine. We had like, yeah, we had a little bit of wine. We bought, we bought a bottle, bottle for the room. That bottle of wine lasted us like three days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had to force ourselves to finish it before yeah. we, we just, left. Just drinking just wasn't like top priority. There was, there was, there was so much to do. And a lot of the stuff we wanted to do required driving anyway. Yeah. And by the time and you don't want to be you don't want to be buzzed anywhere near the ocean, right. let alone in the ocean and where we wanted to spend so a lot of our time. Hot. It was so hot. It yeah. like the just drinking just didn't make it better. <laughs> even be, even a cold beer, which I had, was not refreshing mm-hmm. in this type of heat. And it kept giving us heartburn. It was That's awful. True. Like, I woke we, up we, with that gurgling cough at one ugh, night. It was horrible. It was horrible. But yeah, so I mean, overall, our our trip to both islands was amazing. But by the end of the two weeks, because I think this is the big takeaway from the whole vacation, is that two weeks is too much. Two weeks away from home is way too long. Um, Hold on one second. Oh, she's just getting curious about the empty garbage cans. I'm. I was missing the dogs. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> still I, such a puppy. I couldn't wait to get home to the dogs, but now that we're back in the studio, and I, I need radio silence in the background so that I can concentrate and have this, you know, loose conversation with you. Well, she wasn't. She actually didn't even make a noise. I was just looking. You're I the know. one that reacted to me. Well, well, I wanted I was, to make sure everything. I, was w- fine. I could have very quietly just walked over there, and you wouldn't have known the difference. That's true. I could have just came over here and laid down some sort of professional. <laughs> I think he's just a little anxious, maybe. Who? You. Me? Yeah. I'm fine. Okay. I'm not anxious. Okay. But two weeks is way too long. Yeah, way too long. We I, miss, were, I missed our animals. We were away from our animals for a long time. And I I, I like getting our dogs up to Dogwoods Resort. Mm-hmm. And the time that they get to spend up with Teresa up there is is great for them because they get to to run around on a lot of property which we don't have at home mm-hmm. um which we have to make up for during the week time by going to dog parks and probably not dog parks anymore because of these uh dog flus that are going around in kennel cough it's just absolutely insane so um in fact our doggy daycare has yeah. kind of strict had uh pulled pulled some more strict rules over when yeah. and how dogs can get can get to their uh, doggy daycare they have to have the flu vaccine now which yeah. is which totally is a, understandable it's a booster shot too so it's not just a quick shot it's a a shot and then like a four-week follow-up but just because it's it's so bad yeah. they sent out a, a newsletter to mm-hmm. to everybody that's going right now and if you're in the sacramento area and you take your dogs to dog parks just be aware of it if, yeah. if you notice your dog being a little bit more lethargic or it's got a cough or if it's got some discharge in its eyes but most importantly, if you're taking your dog to a dog park, make sure they're fully vaccinated, not for just for them, but for other dogs. Yeah, the whole herd mentality and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently it, it, there's some areas outside of the Sacramento area that are experiencing it worse than others. Um, and it, a lot of it's be, being spread around dog parks. So it's yeah. something to be aware of. Um, so the flu vaccine is one one big thing that we have to worry about now that we take our dogs to doggy daycare. Right. Uh, but when they're up in dog woods... 
It's like a free for all. It it's is. like heaven on earth for them. It's, it's and, doggy camp. They went to Camp Dogwoods. <laughs> but I, I, I wanted, I, I wanted more time with the dogs on vacation. You know, it's different. Yeah. If it's different every day, waking up and not really have anything to do at home, yeah, and then being able to take the dogs out for a, a long drive. They always or, give us something to do. Yeah, or we take them it's out to the, to the pool or something. And, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lo- there were a lot of days where like we wake up and we'd be like, I wish we had our dogs. Well. <laughs> We can go snorkeling again, or we can go to breakfast. It just became this kind of monotony of, and and finding food on Maui was such a challenge, such a challenge. And I know that sounds crazy. Well, but with all of this, we have to we have to admit that it's we're re- we're very blessed to be able to get the opportunity to go away for two weeks mm-hmm. and stay on two tropical islands. I mean, it was a dream after vacation. Another. It really was, but it was, I think it was something that we needed to experience firsthand in order to truly understand and maybe be grateful for the things we already have yeah. at home um, and how much we rely on those creature comforts. You know, it's not just, it's not just being in paradise. It's, it's like, you're, you're going to have Mai Tais all day and, mm-hmm. and free meals and no. it's, it's all a picturesque like cruise where the everything's handed to alone you. alone for the West End, which was just parking and their resort fees came to $350 just for us to be on that property. That was on top of what we already paid to be there. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a lot. So we we ended up pinching a lot of pennies on this trip. Ah, uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> it was an, and it was expensive, and we were, we were talking fifty to sixty dollars to have a meal. That was with no cocktails. Yeah, and you know the wait times on Maui were time at times they were thirty to forty five minutes. That was kind of the the standard. Your well, the, normal and this, and this up was to two hours. But this was also a holiday week. It was. It was also the 4th of July. So it was really busy. There was a lot of stuff going on that week. And Maui seems to be one of the biggest apparently tourist uh, tourist islands that yeah. there are. Because, I mean, Waikiki on Oahu is a huge destination. But the rest of the island seems pretty mellow. Yeah. Compared to, that's the concentrated area. But Maui, there's something to do everywhere. Yeah. Except for the west side, the east side of the island, of course, which is where the road to Hana is. Which we'll talk about oh in a little bit. God. If you've ever heard of the road to Hana, I'm going to pull up the stats on it real quick before we get into it, so that uh, oh yeah, where's I can that picture you that, that you took of the shirt? It's got I all know. of it. <laughs> I'm going to post all this stuff in our pictures um, uh, on the website at ratradio.com, yeah. our photo gallery and everything. Um, so I, I have all the like the, mm-hmm. how many turns and bridges and yeah. curves. That, so, and we'll talk about that in a second. What we really want to get off our chest though is how horrible it was to actually do. The traveling, the the airports and the island hops and the driving and the general sense of people, the actual not not, not the, the not island the people, not the, the not the airliners. It's, it wasn't the it wasn't like the staff of the airliners right. or anything like that. It was the actual vacationers alongside us, our peers. Our, which I don't, I can't even believe that came out of your <laughs> mouth. Like I can't call them my peers. They were so unaware of their surroundings. Yeah, yeah. When when people go on vacation. They they they're still awful people. Oh, you know? like awful. Or, I don't know. Maybe they get a little worse because they feel like they're entitled to just act however they want. Because you know what? I'm on vacation. I don't have to right. worry like about the when nothing. in Rome mentality. It's my rules because I'm yeah. on vacation. Because I'm not at home. Right. And so they can just act the fool. Yeah, or, everything went out the window. Or they just don't have a sense. And and maybe this is a, another disconnect caused by technology, where there's just no civil 
discord anymore yeah There's nobody no, makes eye contact nobody has any sort of uh way to communicate anymore mm -mm. um there it's all very awkward yeah and when you do have a connection with somebody and you kind of have a conversation it's like oh hey where have you been right? this whole time you know? <laughs> like, there was this lady on her way back uh from our on our flight yesterday oh yeah this who, was funny there were there was okay so there part of the the rudeness in the airlines and traveling during during uh, the air travel part is when you're dis when you're disembarking the, yeah, the plane deplaning. When, when you're deplaning and when you're parked at the gate and then they say okay now you can remove your seatbelt the roof the, you know, the seatbelt light goes off and then everybody starts rushing for their bags not only are they rushing for their bags but they're rushing toward the front of the plane and, and they're in the, the back of the plane there's a bit of there's a way to do this I understand that it was a small plane and that bags didn't necessarily all go over everybody's seat, but and here's that, the thing. And if that's the case, if the bag isn't placed over your seat... You wait you until to... you get to it. Yes, exactly. It, you you wait until the front of the plane goes. It's it's an order thing. I mean, we learned this in elementary school. It's like merging onto a road. Oh, yes. wait, nobody knows how to do that either. So what led up to this was like, I was already out of my patience. Like, I had dealt with enough airports and enough people. We ended up in our resort... I, I hesitate to call it a resort. The well, place was, we stayed on Maui. Like an, it was, it was like, like an apartment. apartment, but it was a it was a it was a condominium type style uh, a rental. Like which there we got. were owners and there were vacationers, and, and it was good. It was good for what it was worth. In fact, it was a it, lot less expensive was, than the first it one, but it didn't. But have, it wasn't advertised that way, and it didn't have they didn't the, the creature anything. comforts that we yeah. are so uh, accustomed to. After a week of dealing with this place, <laughs> where neither one of us slept very well, like, it was not comfortable. We spent a lot of the time on the road and doing yeah. other things outside of the room. Yeah, because it was more fun to be in the car with air conditioning. So it's true. We were at the airport in um, Maui, and there's this right in front of our gate. There was this long section of um, chairs that were kind of like all connected, like right down the middle of the main walkway area. And they were back to back. So you had one row of a lot of chairs and then the back of the row of a lot of chairs. And they were butted up to each other. And we were sitting on one side and we'd been sitting there for a while. There was really nobody else around us. And I mean, there were maybe five people and there were probably 50 chairs. Like there was a lot of room to spread out. And they were cool because you could actually lay down if you really wanted to. They didn't have the armrests like the prison chairs in San Francisco airport. <laughs> on that side of the terminal. On that, what, that one side. On the that prison we, side. <laughs> on the luxury side. They have like benches with mattresses and big old egg-shaped chairs. And no, I got to lay on the floor by our gate. <laughs> yeah, <with the> slums. <laughs> so anyway, we're sitting there and we're watching Stranger Things because we've been binging it since, you know, Thursday, July 4th. And that's when it was released. Yeah. And uh, we, we, I mean, we're on like the very last episode, you know, kind of thing. Like it's right there and we, we're getting ready to have to like board and we're like, all right, let's just put it away. But we've been sitting there for like an hour and a half. And uh, this family of four, mother, father, daughter, son, right. And they sit down right behind us and the older teenage boy lays down, right. And then the teenage or the, the, I don't know, tween sister starts kind of harassing him. 
And they're making the whole rows of chairs like shake and tremble. And it's like being kicked by a horse in well, the back. You know what she was doing? She was like massaging him and no, like torturing him. She was she was jumping on him. Oh, there. See, that makes sense. Yeah. I turned around and she's bouncing on him like hop on pop. There are They could have sat anywhere on this row of chairs and it still would have disturbed us, but it wouldn't have been as bad. But they were right, literally right behind right us. Behind and they us. had so many more options to choose from. So we got up and left and I didn't say anything that time. I threatened to. Brandon told me to shut it. We moved. Okay, so (laughs) let me put a little uh, disclaimer here. This is at the end of our trip. We have we have waited all day the last day to we because we killed we had to kill time twelve hours we had to kill yeah and we did that um, and and so at the end of the day we were we were at the at the airport we were just so ready to get home yeah we We checked in a little bit early just to sit down and watch some Stranger Things and grab a bite and just. Find some air conditioning. <laughs> and and Haley just wanted to get home and be home with the animals. I was done. I was done. I was done like I was three done days too. ago. <laughs> we were we were like getting mad at each other's loud breathing. We we're like, yeah. are you okay? <laughs> Stop it. Stop breathing. If you ever want to test your marriage to go on a two-week vacation. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we got real comfortable. We actually ended up having a fart competition one night. Hey! It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't leave that room. So it a lot the air left that room. It was awful. Like I it, hate you. And it wasn't I who won. Let me just I do have to admit I hate you so much right now. That, that Haley was the victor Stop in that farting competition. Well, I was a close happen. second. I was a close second with the foghorn. But you had like the rippler from it was like a tsunami. <laughs> She was laughing almost as hard as this. Amplified by the blanket too, because I was nice enough to at least lift the blanket. Oh yeah, and it created this like amphitheater (laughs) all a fart. Like it was awful. I I actually got embarrassed because I was like, I did not know (laughs) I could do that. Well, that wasn't as bad as what the neighbors next door to us could have done. Oh my god! Which was had the cops and uh, paramedics show up at. Between like 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. The they were already loud. And they, so they were having a conversation right outside our window because our both our front doors and our bedroom windows were basically right next to each and other. don't forget, we didn't have AC. So our so only our, our, solace was opening all the windows. At night, especially at that night. That was the only way. Because it finally got cool. Yeah. To get the air Otherwise, flowing. we laid on the bed totally naked, just sweating. Like, there was no naps. No, we had we we actually... We were so uncomfortable. We ended up taking cold showers yep. the whole time we were there. And we took a cold shower before bed. It was the only way to cool us down enough. And it was actually... We actually ended up sleeping a little bit better yeah, that way. That's once true. we took those cold showers. That's but that true. one... There was one night in the middle of the week... <laughs> Where the cops and the paramedics show up and they knock on our neighbor's door, and I'm paranoid already as a, as an individual. Just whenever I see cops, I kind of like get a little you know nervous. Um, it's just the way that I am. But I, it's ridiculous. I, I know it's, it's ridiculous. It but I was all I've also been arrested on uh, for on things that were not supposed to be. So now I'm right. always just paranoid. When there might be just a bench warrant for my arrest somewhere because of some paperwork that didn't Mind go you, through. Mind you, we've never been to Maui. <laughs> and th- that, that's another concern of mine. Like they found out about me, and they're like, "We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna take him in." 
Anyway. Um, so anyway, my paranoia is uh, are, are building up, and I get out and I look at the window, and then I see a cop looking in my direction because he can clearly see that somebody's peeled back. Which the, I'm sure they expect the that curtain. kind of thing, you know. And so I get back out of respect, and then out of disrespect, I go to start ear hustling through the crack of the front door. Which, honestly, to be fair, it happened right outside our window. Anybody within, you know, uh, with reason would check to see what the noise was. But because it was so hot, I had the fan on full blast, and, and I couldn't, couldn't hear, hear over the fan. Um, and out of respect to you, I wanted to keep the fan running so that it would keep cool because you weren't as, uh, you weren't as stirred, stirred up about it as me. You were like, well, what's going on? But you I were was, still, I bed. was angry and I just wanted to sleep because I was having such a hard time sleeping, but I totally would have understood you turning the fan down or off to listen in. Cause I, I would have helped. And so I chose I just laid on the floor and listened <laughs> by the window. <laughs> I chose to, uh, leave the fan be. And then I, I ear hustled through the crack in the door and what I could make out was, that this particular uh, family, and it was a family, it was two parents, a mom and a dad, and a teenage boy, and I think another teenage girl. They were closer in age. And uh, the uh, apparently the boy had been brought in by the cops a couple of times, uh, numerous times while they've been staying at that particular location in Maui. And he had been sleeping at a bus stop, apparently. Yeah. And so the, the EMTs were there. Because they obviously, an unconscious person on a at a bus stop, right, is going to be need to be, seek medical attention. It's, it's actually illegal. Like it's posted all over Hawaii, like state parks and stuff like that. Like they tell you, don't sleep here, don't lay down, don't do. That. Like there's some rules that you'd go. Why would you even have to say that? But when you realize like being a bum in paradise is pretty fucking easy. Yeah, oh. but there's designated areas for right. the bums, and the, and the law enforcement understand. You know, they have this understanding with the locals that live live freely on the land, yeah. and you know, freely, quote unquote, free um, range as as basically you know as vagrants. <laughs> and then there's the tourists that sleep on bus stops, apparently, yeah. which was this teenage kid that was staying next door. So yeah, I'm, didn't I'm he, trying didn't you to hear him say, hear the mom say something along the lines of like, this is something he sort of does at home too. Yeah, and that's the that's the other thing the the, the general aloofness that the mom had about the whole thing, where she didn't really seem like kind of concerned. More, I think she was more concerned about. Well, if my kid goes to jail, what's going to happen next? And right. she didn't even seem that concerned. But the cops were explaining that, you know, we can't have this happen. If it's a local, we would normally just take them in. But because this is this is a, happened a couple of times and you are a vacationer, we don't want to necessarily ruin your vacation. But next time we're going to have to take them in. Right. And she was just kind of aloof about it. She didn't really, she did. I mean, maybe this was a foreign, uh, a foreigner type thing. Maybe they don't, maybe there is a real problem and she's exhausted from it. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but she did mention that there was some instances of this happening when, uh, yeah. they were at home. So maybe I mean, how do you has, not, how do you not care that your kid doesn't just come home? You're in a strange fucking land and you're yeah. not even concerned that your kid's not home. Right. You're always I'm just going to walk by the beach in the middle of the night. Well, that's dangerous. Why would you do that? And I guess if you, if you trust your kid enough, but this is the thing we, we've been speculating on this whole thing ever since it's, it happened. Been, and I feel it feel like so awkward and weird that it's just kind of sat funny with us. Yeah. And I, the only thing I can think of is maybe he's a sleepwalker. Or maybe he's like one of these interns that I had under me at, when I was working in the promotions department at our flagship station, 98 Rock. Um, this isn't giving too much information away. It's just this this instance that happened. We had an intern. He was just over 18. 
and we had gotten done working at an event and he asked me to just drop him off at, uh, at, at a, at a fast food restaurant near the freeway. And I did. And he told me that he was going to get a ride home. And that, that didn't seem odd to me. There was nothing odd there. Um, but then the, the next day rolls around and he comes in at his normal office time in the morning and he's wearing the exact same clothes that he was wearing the day before. And he, I, I asked him, I said, Hey man, are you okay? You are wearing the same clothes from last night? And he said, yeah, I slept under the overpass. Like what? I, maybe uh, something's well, so bad at home and, that you don't want to go home. And that's maybe there's something going on there in that family dynamic where the kid doesn't want to go home. Maybe. Um, and he feels even trapped there. Right. But they seem like such a normal family. It wasn't the, that wasn't the family that kept fighting though, was it? No. Yeah. There no. was another family like on the other side of us that were having like all out screaming matches and door slamming and. Yeah. Everything, was, everything just sounded like door slamming there though. It did It could have just been somebody like, you know whispering and it would sound like a door slam yeah. <laughs> no but there was there were a couple of of definitely family fights in that one unit yeah it was getting pretty loud there but so back to the whole airport thing and our loss of patience <laughs> we've now moved from the benches where brandon has told me basically don't say it because i just wanted to scream at him all i wanted to do was turn around and say you could have sat anywhere else but you had to sit behind me so I didn't. Well, um, I mean, based on the 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 re the interpretation you did there, the reenactment, do you think that would have like helped anything? No, that could have escalated. Right. Like, they wouldn't the have situation. learned any. They wouldn't have learned anything. Or from, they would have been combative with you because exactly. maybe they're just as e- e- just as irritated as you. So right. that was my reasoning. Just be like, don't, don't say anything. Let's just move I to know. another place. I, I didn't like. Oh my god. So we moved to another spot, and it's fine. It's comfortable. Whatever. Nobody's bouncing around behind us. Um, we put the Stranger Things away. We're just going to save it for the plane ride. And uh, we're getting ready to board. It's our group boarding. And we get up. We go to walk down our aisle. And there's another family at the end of our aisle. And the the husband and the son move and adjust. And they pull their stuff out of the way as we go to walk by. But the mom is just sitting there cross-legged, legs out in the aisle. And her suitcase, her carry-on suitcase, one of the hard, small, hard side ones, is just sitting in the middle of the walkway. And we, I had to, like, shimmy around it. And she's just sitting on her phone. And I lost it. It was my, my, it was the last straw. And I finally just said out loud, oh, by all means, don't move your suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> and as I do this, I run into somebody. And she looked sort of horrified. And I went, sorry, not you, ma'am. And... We go and we say, and I just, I just lost it. I lost it. I'm random. It's like, I cannot understand what is going on in this world. Why nobody can see, nobody can see five feet in front of them. They're all so in their own world. And I told him that I got T-boned in the fucking ocean while we were snorkeling by a woman who didn't see me. In the ocean. In the ocean. I, I stopped and waved in this woman's face so she didn't run into me because I was worried about getting knocked into somebody, and Brandon, and a reef. And it was just like, how? She didn't even see me. She didn't see me. And one of the, that's just one of the unspoken rules. If you're going to be in the ocean and in general, and if, especially if you're snorkeling, because a lot of people have their face down in the water yep. and they're not really paying attention around them. Be aware of your surroundings, you look where up you're moving. Every like, of yeah, seconds. plan out your course. You know, you you gotta at least know your surroundings. Even sea turtles take a look around after a while. <laughs> Which, by the way, oh sea turtles Lord. are now my favorite creatures <laughs> on the planet. We encountered a sea turtle 
every beach. Every single day that we were in Maui, practically. Not just a sea turtle either. Multiple like feeding sea frenzies. Yeah, and it was like fantastic. And then we ended one up one was huge. We ended up swimming with a couple of them, yeah. uh, and then we went. Oh man, just the the amount of snorkeling that we did was um, it was amazing, especially in Maui because towards the the end of our trip in Maui, I think we spent most of our time doing that. Yeah. Um, but the the coup de gras of snorkeling in general is at Malokini. And, oh, uh, yes. The, the well, Pacific Whale Foundation that we went with, I have to give a huge shout out to them because they're advocates for uh, for uh, not just educating the public, but uh, enjoying the ocean. So they yeah. they they do a lot of work to uh, help, not just with the Pacific whales. What are the what are the animals that they're helping to? Every 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 sea mammal, uh, rays, uh, turtles, dolphins, uh, the the blue whales, uh, pilot whales, uh, all sorts of like the big marine mammals, especially everything they do is, uh, do moving. (laughs) They do. It's, it's, it's everything is for the benefit of the ocean. They do these kids camps where they take the kids out and they teach them about the whales and the ocean and all that. It's just really kind of a neat, foundation yeah. and the pacific whale uh pacific whale group out of maui are fantastic they do stuff out of australia too mm-hmm. and uh other places around the world yeah, everywhere in the pacific uh, but every expedition you take with them if you go snorkeling with them uh all the a lot of those proceeds go to help that that mm-hmm. nonprofit organization organization so big shout out to them um but they were the ones that took us out to the Malokini Reef, which is basically the tip of a volcano just sticking out of the mm-hmm. ocean um, with this huge reef of just, it's just vast coral, it's like a, wildlife. It's like a circle almost. So like the, the, the reef, it's an island. Molokini itself is a wildlife refuge for um, a, a type of frigate bird mm-hmm. uh not as well as the actual like reef that's always protected that you can't even actually stand on molokini at all like they they send out with the boats that that their tour, tour group for your snorkeling they send out uh lifeguards and they actually sit alongside in the reef area and they'll stop you from coming any closer and the coast guard actually posts up <laughs> out there as well yep um so the, it was just such a wonderful experience and i have a lot of really great gopro footage of yeah we've got some amazing footage uh, of that uh, but i think this the the second uh best snorkeling trip and i say this is the second because well, there we, didn't get to, we didn't get to really enjoy it com- <laughs> i'm completely. sorry for that <laughs> it's okay we'll get to that um, but we went and swam with the manta rays at, at night, night. and so we we took this uh, snorkeling charter out there this was our first big excursion mm-hmm. on our on our first week. This was on the Big Island. On the Big Island, and we totally dismissed the the idea that we sh- we were going to be on the ocean with rolling waves, and we didn't think about taking the Dramamine or any type of anti nausea pills didn't, or anything. It, just, and it I just ha- did not dawn. And the on worst us. part is that I had Zofran. I have a prescription for Zofran, and I had it with me, and I didn't bring it. With me, with me. Right. To the to I the snorkeling expedition. I believe how stupid I was. And that would have brought you relief at, at, least, at least to get home, right? At, at least to not, yeah, to because, not be trying to die. So let me backpedal a little bit. So, so, so we get out there and everything is great. Everything is fine until we almost get to our destination. I, I kind of start to see you turn just a little green. I was like, I was feeling okay. And I thought I was just really anxious because getting in the ocean at night is kind of a freaky thing. It is, especially it's, with the sun setting. It's just getting darker around you. Yeah, so, like it it's, it's dark. It's but it's just it's very dark. And 
things change, especially where we were. It was it wasn't like you were really going to see the bottom of the ocean. It was very black around. Um, there was a lot of debris in the water because it was the plankton. They were coming to feed on that stuff. So it wasn't the type of snorkeling conditions we're used to. And I was doing fine the ride out there. But when we got there and stopped, they had us standing there while they were going over all these safety procedures, which mm-hmm. I wish they had done prior. And um, <laughs> there was and this, this takes me back to that whole people not even caring. There was this dude and there was this whole bench and he wouldn't let us in to sit down. Yeah, he had covered the entire bench with their towels. And there right? was there was no room for like four people. There was plenty of room, but for these people, people would people, not allow just, other yeah. people to sit down. There's two of them, man, basically claiming uh, a like benches, of, yeah. the, of the whole bench area. Yeah. yeah, and we were like, can we sit down for just a minute? And he literally would not move. Mm-hmm. So we were like, fine, whatever, fucking whatever. So we're standing there, but I'm standing in this one spot of the boat that is like probably the worst spot to be standing and I'm feeling everything rolling and all this and Brandon's like you nervous and I'm like a little bit and I thought it was still just nerves and then suddenly I was like oh my god I'm not okay and it came on like a like I got hit like a freight train it was so bad and it was so constant and I thought after the first time I threw up I'd be okay so I decided to get down into the water thinking I would be better in the water right and I was not and we had the full face snor- uh, snorkel masks. It's and not that, like, the last thing you want to do is puke in one of those things. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't puke in one of those things. And it was rough. Like the, the, the light board that we were hanging on to kept smacking me in the face. And yeah. like my my snorkel mask, we just got these new snorkel masks and they were they seemed perfectly fine and they seemed to fit us really well. And then we get in the water and it's like they were trying to kill us. So my mask kept filling up with water and like fogging over and Oh Lord, it was so. But the rays—they did show up. I mm. got—I got in enough to experience some of this, mm-hmm. and they were doing these barrel rolls one after another, like centimeters from our faces. That was one of the most amazing experiences. And yeah. this whole time, I'm feeling fine. Right. And I'm the one who has a history of of getting sick on on uh, deep sea fishing boats. My, right. I went out one time with my dad when I was a, a younger teenager. And as soon as we got out into the open water, I was over the side and we were out there for an eight hour fishing trip. I spent the entire time, if, if I wasn't heaving on the, on the, on the outside of the boat, I was crouched down in the, in the cabin area, just waiting for sweet death to take over. This was, then this was me. Like, and I was, for whatever reason, I guess I was dehydrated that day and I had recently eaten potato salad and it was the worst combo. I was like, I couldn't actually throw up, but I was trying to. The potato salad that you did throw up, though, the fish loved it. it and I enjoyed the fish fantastic. show. We did have our own little fish show. We had show. our own little fish show in front of us because you were just providing the the free food for all these lovely, long, silver God, fish. It that was awful. Those same fish were the ones that were kind of swimming around the, yeah. the plankton with the with the manta rays. Yeah, but and, they, they liked my potato salad so much better. But when we, that little amount of time that we did get to spend with the manta rays About two and, was, and a half hours that we were out there. But in the water, yeah, in you the, and yeah, I. Yeah, just a few minutes. It was amazing. It was incredible. It was so cool. And just to feel, the, not feel them at all. They, because they would just cut through the water yeah, so They wouldn't easily. disturb the water at you all. You didn't feel them swimming by and, and unless they, they brushed up against you like one did. And I think it just fit, it just chest bumped me because I, yeah. I thought I was cool. <laughs> I, I got, I got uh, scuffed by one on the leg. Mm-hmm. 
So I actually felt that one. Cause and these aren't like the stingrays that took out. These uh, are like eight to 10 feet across. Took out the crocodile. Hunter. No, this no, no. They is, don't have uh, stingers. No. So they, but they, they could get. They're gentle giants. Giants. Yeah, they can I didn't get realize up to 12 big, feet. That was crazy yeah. to hear. Yeah. That was so mind boggling. And I, and so being up close and personal with those things was, mm-hmm. oh, that was just amazing. Yeah, it, it's hard to put into perspective just how big some of these sea creatures were. Like, when we were out snorkeling with the turtles. We went up to this place called D.T. Fleming Park. It was actually voted the best park in the U.S. for, like, 2016. And mm-hmm. I have to absolutely agree. Really? <laughs> like, best park indefinitely. Um, there was this really fun little spot right kind of on the edge of the beach where, uh, like, sort of towards the end of it, and we were just kind of hanging out there because we were scope, like scoping out where it might be a nice spot to snorkel in the morning. And sure enough, it was like 12 sea turtles just show up and they're in this feeding frenzy. All you can see is turtle butts flying out of the water and they're like flipping over and like fins are coming out. Turtle like, heads popping up every tur- once in a while. Yeah. And so we're like, screw it. We're just going to get in. Yeah. And so we popped into the water and this, this sea turtle, I mean, this thing had to be six feet across swims just like right under us it was incredible and we, you couldn't see it like they just show up and they're they're they look like giant rocks at first yeah. at, from a distance we until play that you game get close often. and we often won turtle because yeah. it was there was such an abundance of them yep. at this time of year where we were so lucky to be able to swim with those that day um and then we tried to go back the next day uh, but it was a little murky in that beach but we went to another one down the street Hello, was, Hello, uh hono Shit. Honolua, 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 Honolua Bay. It was. It was. Uh, it's also known as the the Chum Bucket or something like not the Meat Grinder Slaughterhouse. The Beach. Slaughterhouse Beach. Thank you. So Slaughterhouse Beach is in Honolua Bay. Yeah, and that's where <laughs> that's where we went snorkeling that one morning. And it's called Slaughterhouse Bay because there was actually a tannery and yeah. uh, and a slaughterhouse like up, right up overlooking above. it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but they also have like a woman's. Uh, uh, surfing competition there in yeah, December. Yeah, in December it's the the Billabong Women Surf Which, competition. If you if you go in July, it it's doesn't look like believe. it's a surf beach. It's yeah. so calm and serene, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just vast amounts of coral reefs and rocks and plenty of area where you can just go, and it's almost like twenty feet deep at most. Right where but, where you go, but just a vast amount of area. So. Here's the fun thing. We went there in the morning and then we were also there in the afternoon when we were watching the turtles. Mm-hmm. And when we got in, it was starting to get really murky and the well was trying to really starting to build and it was starting to come in. And so our first impression of this beach was one way, which actually was when the tide was really starting to come in, that, that king tide, that southern swell. And it was changing the faces of the beaches. Like mm-hmm. it was, you'd go to the beach in the morning and it would be an entirely different beach in the afternoon. So while we were there, this star was starting to come in and we noticed and we actually retreated. We went, you know what? It's time to go. The beach is being taken over. It was starting to take people's stuff off of the beach. Like there were a lot of times where we'd be walking along and this swell would come in and it would start to swipe people's stuff. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, we'd kick their flip flop packs, you know, back up onto their their towels. But um, we went back. After we watched the sea turtles, we went back to the DT Fleming Beach, and it really was an entirely different beach. It was there was probably, in the morning, yeah, in the morning it was like fifteen feet more of beach, and the area in which the sea turtles were feeding that was all uncovered, and we could actually yeah, like walk water. around. Yeah. yeah, it was it was incredible the amount of water that that you know changed 
during and the day. Apparently, this solar eclipse and the new moon has all has all is all, all related to this this southern swell, and it, it happens every year. They, yep. they expect it every year. It happens we, in December and July. We being first time spending the first week of July in, in any part of a Hawaiian island, this is our first time experiencing yeah. it. So we had no idea. <coughs> excuse me. So it was a little <laughs> difficult to get out and do as much snorkeling as we wanted to. But as soon as we learned that the morning time was the right time, spent a lot of time out there. And it was, yep. that was amazing. Yeah. But we actually, uh, we actually switched up our masks too. There was yeah. that whole controversy about the full face masks that uh, suffocate you. And, and you know, that, that might be true, but ultimately we never experienced that kind of, we never did. And we got, we did get new masks and Haley did mention that we had trouble with the masks and at the, uh, at the, Manta Ray Dive. Mm-hmm. I think we, a lot of that had to do with the fact that we were stressed out. We weren't as relaxed as we should have been. Right. But, I wasn't feeling great, but, but we did But then we took them out the out. next day, and the, the masks weren't a good fit. They just weren't a good fit for yeah. our faces. We should have spent more time with them before we left. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we ended up going old school. We went yeah, with the classic... We, Put it in your mouth, snorkel with yep. the with the eye goggles and everything. And, and honestly, we're probably I think we're converted completely. Yeah, I feel like just out of function, they're just a lot more easier to to utilize. Yeah, we can hear each other because you could take the thing out and you can you can actually say things to each other. Yeah, and I feel like it's not as um, cumbersome. Right. So imagine so our full face masks compared to a regular snorkel mask. If we wanted to say something to each other. We'd have to remove our entire apparatus, or just pull it up enough, like just enough. Which and then we got a good seal. Yeah, you got and, a good seal going. You don't want to break that and create more right uh, fogging or anything like right. that. You don't want to so. be moving your mask off your face a whole yeah. lot. You know, the idea is to get a good seal on it and make sure that it doesn't fog up. And we got tempered glass ones, and they're not fogging up hardly at all. And yeah, and we supported you know, a local fish shop across the street. Yeah, from our small place. business, yeah, and that was it, cool. Super affordable and great quality, Um, you know. So that sort of recovered our snorkeling woes. It was a little frustrating there for a couple of days because we did end up actually priming the masks back Mm -hmm. while we were on the island. We were like, we got to turn. We like that's ninety bucks back in our pocket, and these masks are doing nothing but they're just going to carry weight for us. Like, what do we? So we shipped them off from. Uh, yeah, we we returned them. Thank thank goodness for Amazon. Yeah, it's Prime Day coming up. Gotta gotta give them some love. Uh, <laughs> although after the uh, after the most recent episode of of uh, John Oliver, mm-hmm. uh, oh. I don't know. I I want to I want to talk. I want to talk to somebody that works there, and I, I don't want to like do an expose or you know I don't know how much I can get into that here on the broadcast. Like I don't know if I were to ever. Interview somebody that that works for Amazon. Are there maybe any if, listeners out there? Yeah, maybe any prodheads that that work for like the Amazon warehouses. If you do and you want to be anonymous, mm-hmm. email us at rad at radradio dot com and and let me know um, your experiences with Amazon. I would love to hear from from you mm-hmm. because there's there's an easy way. Okay, so back it up a little bit. The most recent episode of John Oliver's Last Week Tonight on. HBO covers the working conditions at which people work at the Amazon warehouses and how a lot of uh, the retail workers are migrating from uh, retail malls that are basically closing down, um, down to they're all going to be Amazon uh, warehouse workers. Right. And so the, the, the main gist was that they're just big behemoths and they give off this impression that we take care of our employees and it's a fun place to work where in fact it is the opposite they work you to the ground. People are wetting their pants. People are dying on the job at warehouse jobs, not just Amazon, but other places that yeah. reported this. 
uh, this type of issue. So if you work at Amazon, I would love to hear your your take. If you want to remain anonymous, I know that they actually, they, they, they're pretty tight. They make you, if they make you sign something legitimate, like a, like a non-disclosure agreement, maybe you shouldn't share. But if you are willing to share your experiences or if you know somebody that, that wants to share their experience. Or maybe somebody that's previously worked there. Yeah, there you go. And you want to remain anonymous, I will do so. Um, I would just like to hear your take on it. Yeah. And it, maybe if you watch the episode and you have a completely different take and you think that maybe it is a great place to work, that's great too. Maybe it depends on uh, the warehouse and the people running the warehouse, you know, and, and the location. Like maybe the locations are under harder uh, deadlines and pressures to get things out. This I don't is, know. This is all us trying to rationalize our love for Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> And not been, you know, when we get angry that our chapstick doesn't show up in two days because Amazon is like, you know, had some sort of delay or something. Yeah. And we get angry. Is it Next really time worth I'm gonna, it? I'm going to check myself and go, yeah. well, maybe Karen had a heart attack. Maybe, maybe one of these people <laughs> died on the job or, you know, maybe their place got bear maced because an Amazon robot punctured through a bear mace. <laughs> And yeah, had to shut down a watch warehouse. The show, watch the It's definitely interesting, you know, and it, it does make you re rethink how how good we have it. Yeah. Oh, you know, I have to tell you, I miss DoorDash as much as I missed my animals in my house. <laughs> was I nice. mean, oh yeah. man. Because it wasn't to order some pizza. It wasn't easy. It's like and then the episode before the on John Oliver, the one that he John talked about. Volavo? John Volavo? Oliver. The episode before the Amazon one was the Everest one. And yeah. they were talking about the overcrowding and things like that. And like that was, I looked up at that picture and I was like, oh, it's Maui trying to get into the one breakfast spot in Lahaina. <laughs> it's just as treacherous as it climbing really Everest. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently climbing Everest isn't as treacherous uh, as making out to be. Fortunately, Slappy Cakes is probably a little bit more rewarding than, yeah. uh, that, you know. <laughs> but no, it was uh, uh, it was it was a fun trip. But our, and our redeeming factor on our ride home on that last plane trip, it was right as we were coming into Sacramento uh, from San Francisco, and the nicest person actually sat next to me. We didn't say anything to each other until the very end of the, the trip when I snapped again. Mm -hmm. And this chick has rushed up to the the airport or to the trying to get to the front of the plane, but she happens to have her bag above us. And she has slapped me in the face repeatedly with her backpack. Trying to yank the bag her, out of the overhead compartment. Because yeah. it doesn't fit, by the way. No, not at Just all. A, right, so she's hitting me with thrust. her bag. Yeah. And I'm like trying to stop it. And this woman, this, this woman next to me sees this whole thing. And I am just like, God, I'm just, I'm going to fucking lose it. And I said, I actually said out loud, I don't think I've ever seen a plane deplane de de from the back before. Mm -hmm. And she goes, right? <laughs> And she ends up actually standing up and pulling just, I went to go reach up and open our compartment above my head without having to stand up. And she popped it open and pulled my bag out for me and put it in my lap. You didn't even have to stand I up. I did. And I just went, oh, thank you. She's like, so nice. Just one person restored a little bit of faith in humanity for me. She was oh. very nice. And this is just another thing. I'm not a confrontational person by no, by any means. But I will be if I have to be. Mm -hmm. And this is just another one of those cases where it's like, it's not going to fix anything 
She she was going to be persistent with her bag getting. Yeah. And if anything, it was going to escalate the situation even more. But and there we were, were other in our airport. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, so I weighed the options. I know exactly. We were so close to home. It was right there. It's like, do I want to be subdued or do I want to go home? Yeah, I'll go home. I'll just and... say it out loud yeah. that everybody can agree. <laughs> I won't point fingers. And there were also like a couple of other uh, airline pilots. Yeah, they were on... coming in from Reno to go to Sacramento, and they were sitting up in the front of. The towards the front of the plane yeah. and there was one pilot sat in front of you and I can just imagine him just being like, God, I'm so glad I don't have to sit with these people on a regular basis. Seriously. You know, the worst part, she grabbed her bag and slapped me around with her purse and backpack enough. All that, that whole time, even the pilots that had, we had, there were three pilots, three, five, five, including our actual pilots yeah. flying the plane. There were five airline pilots on this trip, Right. right? Hopefully this one doesn't go down. <laughs> that <laughs> right? really caused some backups. Um, when this woman got up to get her bag and get off the plane, the door of the plane wasn't open. We were still slightly moving, and the gate hadn't pulled up to the fucking plane. Yeah. And we had to sit there and wait for the gate to arrive to the plane. And I don't care what circumstances <sighs> you're under. You don't get to be that rude. Yeah. But fortunately, there was that one nice person that was yeah. next to you that you can vent to. She, and she uh, grabbed your bag. She understood it all. I sat in the back just kind of nodding off because I was so ready to be out of there. And I just didn't want to get into a fight. No. Nope. And and our four five-hour flight from Maui to San Francisco had an infant child oh, on it. Oh, my that God. Screamed for no reason. And ah! Ah! It wasn't... Ah! It wasn't even an I need something. Like, you know no. the difference. You know the difference when I'm hurt, I'm hungry, I'm, I'm whatever. I'm, I'm wetting myself. I'm wetting my, like, I need to be changed. It was, it was none of, it was just, ah, every couple of minutes. <laughs> and, and it was, I mean, Ugh. I think one of the stewardesses, because it started before the, the plane doors ever shut. And one of the stewardesses mm-hmm. walked over and was like, is this going to be a problem? And, and the woman was. was like, no, 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 no. And it was. It was an absolute problem. And the there was, whole and there was nothing nope. anybody could do. Everybody just tried to sleep. A lot of people had their headphones in. Yep. We didn't. We we were going to watch the rest of Stranger Things, but... He popped his Dramamine before I could get some water, and he oh. was gone. That thing did knock me out, fortunately. In like 10, 15... Like the, the, the water cart hadn't come down the aisle, and he was yeah. gone. <laughs> Out. And, but I would wake up with, you know, hearing those bursts of, of screaming and everything, and it was just awful. But that just, that speaks, so we we have to take away, Miss Haley. I know. That all of the good that we experienced during this trip far outweighs the bad. Absolutely. It but really please, does. people, stop taking your infant children to paradise. They don't belong there, and they won't even form the memories. And shower. Yeah. Oh. Maybe maybe try putting on some deodorant just every a once little. in a while. Maybe try a little baking soda, if Good anything. God. We experienced body odor that actually made, it took our breath away and it burned our throats. And was this a homeless person? No. I, no, I don't think so. It was, nope. uh, it was a civilized, well, not so civilized, just regular vacationer yep. just walking through a store. Oh. She stood behind us in line. Oh my God. And it wasn't, this wasn't, the, there, there were two times that stuck out the most. It was that time at the grocery store where we, we actually stopped and went, oh my God, that's her. <laughs> and she, she ended up in our line right behind us as we were checking out. And I kept having to just hold oh, my breath. Oh my God. And like, and then it was on the plane from Sacra, from San Francisco to Sacramento. 
this guy gets on and he smelled almost as bad. Mm-hmm. As long as he kept his arms down, it wasn't so bad. And but you had to sit next to the nice lady that helped you out at the end. Who and he had to put his bags right above us. Yeah, of course. Which so is how I figured it out. Lift his arms. So I can understand now how a plane could be diverted over body odor. Wow. Yep. Just wow. Unbelievable. But we're glad to be back. Yeah. It's so amazing to be back. And we have our animals all back in place and uh we're back on the air. Everything is is back to normal. Everything is settled. <laughs> Do you feel better? I feel a little bit better. Yeah, it feels good to, to vent I'm it again. So, right? I'm actually more excited now to lock ourselves in our house yeah. and not deal with people Ooh, yeah. than I was to go on the trip. <laughs> <laughs> I think next time we do it, we gotta we gotta figure it out so we have to spend as little time around people as possible. Yeah, That's, I mean this is ten this days is the max. first time we've left the house since we got home. Yeah. Ten days max. Yeah. Uh, this time, this this time she was referring to I'm as us coming to the studio. Yeah, coming to the studio is the first time this. we left the house since yeah. we got home. And it's been great so far. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. Avoid people <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> All right, that was uh, that was fun recapping the vacation for you. I hope you enjoyed it too. And one more thing before we go, uh, I did briefly tease that we were going to talk about the road to Hana, which is this treacherous road that is. I think everybody should experience once in their lifetime if they venture if over to. If you're a confident if you're, driver, if you venture over to Maui, <laughs> if you're a competent driver, and if you have a SUV, preferably. Yeah, definitely get a four wheel drive vehicle because we did it with a Nissan Versa. Yeah. You know, the smallest one <laughs> Nissan makes. But it wasn't a hatchback, but it was damn near close to one. And uh, I don't know what we were thinking. I didn't think we, I didn't know, I didn't think we knew what we were in for. No. Especially once we got halfway through this road. Just to give you a brief, uh, anal- not analogy, but a brief description of what it is. I took a picture of this shirt because it, it, it uh, I should have bought it for him. <clears throat> it was the perfect description of it. It's uh, Road to Hana, directions, turn left, then turn right, repeat 617 times for 52 miles in three hours. Insert random, are we there yet? Every three, five minutes, beware of blind turns and 56 bridges. There's turns, you have to blow your horn to go around to warn other people you might be there. And pray to God nobody is coming across that way because there's nothing you could do. There's no turnout. There is only one way. Either there's backing the, up. There's either into the side of the cliff or there's over the cliff into the, ocean. into the ocean or backing up. And a lot of the times you wouldn't have enough time to do that. So you're going five miles an hour most of the time. Yep. When the, the speed limit, I think, is posted 10, 15. 15. And the, oh, it was three hours. Three hours, my ass. No, it took us eight, eight hours to get down the freaking road to Hana. And we stopped probably twice. Most people actually turn around in Hana and we didn't. No, we should have. Um, <laughs> I wish we had. But it was it was treacherous. It was one of the craziest things, one of the craziest drives I've ever done in my life. Just when we thought it was like we got to paved road and it was going to be done, it went to fucking dirt road. <laughs> and then the dirt road started to collapse and there was like barely any room for the car to stay on the side yeah. of the cliff. And we did notice uh, at one of the last many turns that there was actually a car yep. that had plummeted and it was still in this ravine off the cliff. Yep. I don't know if this was the the same 
car, the same vehicle from the twins, the yeah, yoga the, twins. The one where one died and the one was accused of murder and was acquitted. And, and the, yeah, so the one twin survived. We don't know if it was their vehicle. I don't vehicle. think she was actually in the car. And I don't think it was actually the road to Hana that was, it, it was crashed. But there was another vehicle. There was a yeah. white SUV. It looked the same as the one from that story. So we tried to find it, but we had no signal. That's the other thing is that you have no signal. <laughs> Once you get kind of on the Hana Highway, yeah, so if you're trapped, you lose all signal. You're trapped. You're yeah, just you, stuck. You hitchhike or you, you have, ask a local. You or, have no idea how much longer it's going to be. That whole are we there yet is so true. Like we, we kept asking, is this done yet? Are we, are, are we, are we supposed to be driving here? <laughs> did we make a wrong turn? That was the, it was the first, uh, first thing we did on, on Maui. And it was probably the stupidest thing we did. I drove most of it. Yeah. Brandon gave up. He was like, I can't do this. We, I know we saw one van pulled over where the kid had puked all over himself. Had I known it would gone on that long, I wouldn't have given up so early. Well, it was so busy. It was busy, it was but busy. I, I, so the reason I, I gave up is because I thought there was going to be a place where we were going to switch off, but there was really no, no. stopping. So no. I, I, I didn't really have the chance and, and Haley was just like, you know what? I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I was determined. So I got out of her way. I wasn't scared. Uh, well, I was a little. It's okay. <laughs> I grew up driving mountain that was, roads. But that was nothing like, like anything we've ever experienced before. Maybe not together. No, that no. was insane. That was insane. Uh, I, thought, so, I thought Brandon was going to get sick. Yeah, so I just had to, I had to bring that up before before we had to. If you close get a out chance to do it, and you feel like you're a confident driver, do it. Do it, but you're uh, crazy. Don't do it on a holiday week like we did. Yeah, and try there's, and go. There's no way to get out. <laughs> of Try it. and go in off seasons because the waterfalls really are very cool, but they are also very very um, packed. Packed. There With was people. There wasn't. There wasn't anywhere to stop and enjoy the really the fruits of the Hana Highway. Yeah. So yeah, just thought I needed to, to put a little bow on the story because I know I teased it a little bit earlier, but that's what we did. And we will talk to you next week. Namaste, bitches. The Rad Bar.